Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Two, three, four. You never stop, you never 
that was the perfect song to start off <clears throat> today. <clears throat> Man, I'm losing my voice. It's a rainy day outside, but this was the perfect song for that. Thank you all for that. It's beautiful. And today's Faith's birthday. I'm going to put her on the spot. <laughs> uh, she has been a rainmaker and other kind of maker for Unity of Pharmacy Hills and for me in a lot of ways, and I appreciate you. I do. <clears throat> so good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. And welcome to you, those of you who are visiting today online and in person. I met uh, one of you who's here who's new, and um, I hope you enjoy your time with us and that you feel, not just enjoy the service, but you feel the love of our spiritual community. And in the spirit of acknowledging diversity and that kind of thing, I'm going to start um, acknowledging holidays and things like that. And today is the third day of National Hispanic Heritage Month. Heritage Month. It goes until October 15th. So I just wanted to acknowledge that, um, and it is celebrating and recognizing the contributions and influences of Hispanic Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the United States. So can we just give a hand that we're acknowledging that? I'm learning more about uh, different things like that. I'm learning like the difference between Hispanic and Mexican because I, um, you know, part of our critical conversations is learning and understanding each other and getting to know each other. So I'm doing my part as well. So if I remember correctly, Mexican is when, you when your inheritance or your descendants are from Mexico, and Hispanic is those who can speak Spanish. So I, if I'm wrong, those of you who are Hispanic, please let me know I'm wrong. But that's what I've, I've researched it. So anyway, just wanted to acknowledge that. And so now I'm going to share our announcements, and then we'll, we will get on with our service. So last week we had our women's group's two-day healing touch event, and 10 people signed up and got treatments, and they really enjoyed themselves and were satisfied with the treatments. As a matter of fact, I spoke to a couple people who said they were much calmer, they were, experienced less stress, they had a, felt a, more of a balance. And so I want to thank Faith and Elmarie Newson for organizing that, and I'm thinking we may do it again next next fall if they, if they want to do it with us at the Healing Touch uh, Center. And there's information we still have in case, because I want to get a Healing Touch treatment. So if you want to, let me know, and I can give you the information so you can 
get an appointment. So today is our silent auction fundraiser for the Equal Justice Initiative. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, this came from an idea from our critical conversations. We've been trying to think of ways to do our part to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And the idea, uh, Victoria Eurista came up with the idea, and I loved it. So we're so we're, the proceeds that come from this fundraiser, which our, our goal is $5,000, and I know we're going to make it, the proceeds are going to go to Equal Justice Initiative. And so, there are, we'll be downstairs in the social hall from 11 to 1 p.m. There will be refreshments, live entertainment, a 50-50 raffle, and over 100 items to bid on. Isn't that awesome? It looks beautiful downstairs, and if you just want to donate, Make sure you write silent auction on your checks, or if you put ca do cash, put it on your donation envelope so we can put that money where it belongs and send it all to, to Equal Justice Initiative. Amen? Amen? And also, masks will be mandatory because I down in the social hall because I want us all to be safe. So you will be required to wear masks while you're down in the social hall. When you go out to eat, you won't have to worry about it. But when you come down there, I do want you to wear your mask. I think I got everything. Uh, let's have fun raising some money for this beautiful organization. So Friday, we're going to have our movie night for kids. And this is a, um, a community event that will be starting at 7 o'clock on Friday evening. And the movie Coco is what we will be featuring. And I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen the, the previews. And I'm excited to see it. You saw the movie? You did, Jody? You like I'm going to love it? Okay, wow. I'm a kid at heart, so if I, I, I'm going to enjoy it. So if you know any kids, you have any kids, you got some grandkids, nieces and nephews, anybody, they're all invited. This is a community event. I want to make it a big community event. Eileen came up with this idea because we've been having game night and movie night for adults. And she said, what about the kids, right? So now we're going to be honoring the kids. And then in two weeks, Charmaine Pearson is starting a veterans peer support group on Sunday, October 2nd at 12 p.m. And then it'll be down in the social hall and they will be meeting every first Sunday of the month. This is for all veterans, not just the ones who are in our church. So feel free to invite others. If you have any questions, see Charmaine. Uh, I, I was gonna ask you to stand up Charmaine, but that means everybody gotta turn around. You wanna stand, can you guys see her? That's Charmaine back there. She's Sergeant, she's Sergeant Charmaine <laughs> Pearson. So, or you can click on the link on our website for that outreach page. I think it'll take you to her, and you can, you can get the number. It'll, it'll connect you to her as well. So, to stay abreast of all of our weekly activities, which we have a lot, our outreach events, which we have a lot, and our other upcoming events, which we have a lot, <laughs> visit our website, check out our Facebook page, or read through our weekly newsletter. One last thing, our prayer chaplain today is Eileen Lindbergh. Can you stand up, Eileen? Oh, we got your picture there, too. Um, this is Eileen Lindbergh. So after service today, if you need prayer, she can meet you right over there by the patio doors, and she'll pray with you. And so now as we listen to the music team sing Surely to Presence, let's prepare our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer and meditation. Surely the presence of 
I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I'm singing that a little bit faster. <laughs> Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty presence. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> I want to make, make you laugh. I want to make you laugh. I'm a silly willy. So now for the reading of the daily word. Sunday, September 18th, 2022. Thoughtful. And if you'd like to close your eyes to hear this, you can, of course. Today we affirm, my kind thoughts and deeds are a blessing. And our message reads, Today I bring the love and peace of God to all my encounters by being thoughtful. More than politeness and deeper than kindness, thoughtfulness means I consider the comfort and happiness of others equal to my own. My intention is to let those in my life know what they mean to me. I may reach out to someone who needs an encouraging word, letting them know they have what it takes to succeed. I may surprise someone with an act of kindness, anticipating a need and taking care of something for them before they have to ask. Each thoughtful word and act lets those in my life know how important they are to me and how worthy they are of my time and attention. And today's scripture comes from Hebrews 13:16. Do not neglect to do good and to, to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. Let your mind and your heart and your body settle down. Tune into the center of your chest, which we call the heart center. It is here that we will pray. Acknowledging that there is only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. And that's God, the good omnipotent. Acknowledging that God is everywhere present. So God is right here in this space and in our hearts. Working behind the scenes. To move us into our highest and greatest good. Even when we don't, not, don't recognize it or see it. So God, we are so grateful. I would say that it's your thoughtfulness, but it's actually the actual being that you are, which is the essence of good, the essence of flow, the essence of abundance, the essence of prosperity, the essence of divine health and wholeness and a sense of well-being. And because we are one with you, God, that is our essence. And so we tune into that essence with a heart of gratitude. Thanking you for the ways that you show us how we can be thoughtful in other people's lives. Thanking you for opportunities to be acts of kindness. Even if it just means to sit and listen to a person vent or share their heart. Showing us how to let the Christ in us Acknowledge, affirm, 
and call forth the Christ in others and the Christ in the situation, that Christ may be manifested in this world. So we breathe in love deeply and exhale love deeply, activating that Christ consciousness. And let us just sit just for a little bit in a state of peace, knowing that everything's okay right now. Thankful for that knowing. And as we tune into the presence of God, we're experiencing the kingdom of God. And as we experience the kingdom of God, that experience is known as the kingdom of heaven. Take a deep breath and breathe it in deeply, that knowing. And exhale deeply. our God experiences experiencing this world through you and you have the choice to live in the flow or not in this moment God we release our hold on our minds and open ourselves up to hear your message and be your message let it resonate deeply within us Let it activate everything that needs to be activated. And let us go forth boldly, being expressions of your word. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us, that was was nice, David. Nicholas usually lulls me away, but I was lulled away by you too. (laughs) Perfect. So let's go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let us affirm our growth affirmation as well. And and you affirm it as if you know it's working. Amen? Working. As if it's working. (laughs) Amen? Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, lifts our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen. We're going double guitar on this one. Extra treat. And as Carl's preparing, he is uh, uh, Carl Schluter and Carl Gillespie. Carl Schluter's excellent at uh, reinterpreting songs. Uh, We call them unitizing. Mm. 
And uh, so this is a, a George Harrison classic and uh, that he has reinterpreted. So I'll count you in. Just like, give me a nod. You ready? All right. Here we go. One, two, three, four.
Carl. <laughs> For all of them. Let's give them another hand while they're getting seated. It's nice to have talented people um, around, you know? God, I, I'm not, I'm always said we got the baddest band in unity. <laughs> I believe it. And I believe it all my heart and my soul. <laughs> um, so I couldn't think of, a, I didn't get a joke today. You know, I usually start off with a joke, but I did see this little cartoon strip. It was a Charlie Brown cartoon strip. And I don't know about you, but I grew up with Charlie Brown and I kind of like Charlie Brown. And, um, so he was, it was a, a little cartoon strip of him sitting at his desk doing his classwork, and there's a bubble over his head that says, I wonder if my teacher gets tired of saying, wah, 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 every day. <laughs> and, he, and then I saw, <laughs> I saw another one. I can't even get it out. I saw another one that someone sent me. Um, and I won't say his name, but his initials are E.G. <laughs> and it's a picture of a little boy who has his mom, I guess his mom is showing him some steak on a fork, and he has his hands over his mouth. And it says, my son doesn't like steak. Um, what can I replace it with? And then <laughs> there's a picture underneath it <laughs> with, <laughs> with a little dog and a fork big enough to <laughs> big as him. And it says, a dog. Dogs like meat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the pictures to show you, but I couldn't, I couldn't get them to work. Next time, send it to me in a JPEG or something, Elliot. <laughs> but I thought that was so cute. And things like that, you know, they spark your imagination. And I am a, a silly willy, so uh, things make me laugh and they stay with me. Like, for instance, um, anybody watch uh, Smokey and the Bandit before? <laughs> We, Howard teases me because in my family, we watched it years and years ago. In my family, we still say certain parts of it, right? Like, um, go left, daddy, go right, daddy, go left, daddy. When I get home, I'm going to smack your mama right in the face. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm not telling you <laughs> to go home and smack your mama in the face. I'm just saying things are funny to me. And they keep me laughing, even since I was little. So I'm going to be laughing at that for a, little, a long time, Elliot, and the um, Charlie Brown one. So anyway, <laughs> I still brought a little laughter, even though I didn't have a joke. <laughs> and I'm trying not to laugh, because I keep seeing it. So I'm trying to just, you know, you get a funny, your phony bone gets tickled. <laughs> and mine is still tickled. So last week, we <laughs> were studying the uh, parables. Uh, you know, and we went over the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl. And I was thinking about them, and it, it was interesting because I couldn't move forward into the next parable, even though I knew which parable I was going to work on because I felt that we needed to go a little bit deeper into the spiritual meaning, the heavenly message in the parable of those two parables. So, as I told you before, parables are earthly stories. They're stories that uh, symbolize an earthly experience or everyday life, but it has a heavenly message or a spiritual message in it. And so in the one where we were talking last week, when we were studying the parable of the hidden treasure, the main message of the hidden treasure is that the treasure inside of you, when you get it and when you really tune into it, 
and get awakened by the joy of having that feeling of that experience of God, which some would say having be filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a joy that you get inside. And when you get that feeling, you're willing to sacrifice anything in the world to continually tune into that feeling. Because the person who found the treasure as he was walking through a field saw, hid it again and then went and sold everything he had to buy that treasure because that's how important it was to him. Because at the time, in the Jewish traditions back when, in Jesus' day, and it probably, I don't know if it's still this way or not, but if you found something on somebody else's land and you took it, it was considered stealing. You had to purchase the land and the land be yours and everything in the land. Now you own it and now you can legally take it off, the, take, dig and take that, that uh, treasure out of your land. Now what that also meant is that that spirit in you, that spark of divinity in you, the treasure of God that dwells in you, you have to own it. You have to take ownership of it and take ownership of that relationship. And when you do, nothing can take you away from it. It is the most valuable thing in your life. But it is not valuable unless you share it. Number one, unless you know it's there and you acknowledge it. So introducing yourself to that spirit, that presence inside of you. And then once you do, going inside and becoming more aware of it. Because no matter where you go, that treasure is inside of you. In uh, the prayer for protection, we say what? Wherever I am, God is and why is all well? Because the presence of God is there. Why is the presence of God there wherever you go? Because it's not just the transcendence of God that God's everywhere present outside of you. It's the eminence of God that God's treasure and God's spirit, spark of spirit is within you. That is what makes you the image and likeness of God, that the life of God dwells within you, animates you, and sparks the life in you. Does that make sense to everybody? And when you get that, and when you tune into that, nothing will take you away from that. And so as I was, last week when I was studying, I, uh, the story of the rich man who came to Jesus came to me, the young rich man, the young rich ruler, and I wasn't led to use it last week, and I couldn't get it out of my mind, so I'm going to use it this week. And so the title of my talk today is Going Beyond the Selling and Giving of Possessions, because the person who found the treasure in the land went and sold all of his possessions and took the money and bought the land. He gave his money up for that land. The person who was a pearl merchant found the best pearl ever, the most valuable pearl ever, and then went and sold everything he had to purchase that pearl. He took the money to purchase the pearl. So all they were left with is the gem that they purchased. So you have to go beyond the give the selling and the giving of possessions. There's something deeper in it. And so in this story of the rich man, which is uh, it's in Mark, Luke, and Matthew, but I'm going to read it from Mark today. And it's in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 31. And I might, uh, I'm just going to follow spirit as far as um, if I read the whole thing or not. And so verse 17 in chapter 10 of Mark. As Jesus was sitting, starting out on his journey, I mean, as Jesus was Starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. 
Only, good, only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Verse 20, teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this time, I mean, at this, the man's face fell. Think about that. And he went away very sad, went away sad for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now here he's saying the kingdom of God. Other times he says the kingdom of heaven. How hard it is for those who are rich to enter to, into the kingdom of God. This amazed them, but Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And I remember when I was little reading that, <laughs> my imagination again, <laughs> for, to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And then we go down to 26. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. I think I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there for now. Let me just take a moment just to connect. Well, feel my connection because I'm always connected. Thank you, God, for working with me. I'm listening. I thank you so much for the ways that you just work your message in me first. And even if it turns out being something totally different than I practiced, it still comes up being that which is meant to be said. So I surrender myself to you now. I humble myself to you now. And I thank you for the message that is coming forth right now. I feel it deeply. Thank you, God. Amen. So the thing that I want you to notice here first is that the rich man came and knelt down before Jesus, showing a state of respect. But he called him good teacher. And back in the days of Jewish tradition, you didn't call someone good because you are equating them to God if you call them good. And so for that's why Jesus says, why do you call me good? Now he's checking this, this young man, and he's realizing that the young man is kind of smoothing him by saying good teacher. So he's seeing right through him, you know? And he tells him, only God is truly good. And then he skips to the, he goes ahead, he doesn't say anything else. He goes to the rest to answer that question. Now that's important for us to know. Because Jesus wasn't saying that he wasn't good. He wasn't saying that part. He was saying that you're using this in a way to get my attention insincerely. Even though you generally want to know what, how to get in the kingdom, the, how to experience eternal life. Your approach is inappropriate. Does that make sense to everybody? So he calls him out because when he comes and kneels before him, that's showing respect. But when he says, good teacher, he knew you're not supposed, he was Jewish. 
He knew you're not supposed to connect good and teacher together. So that smoothing Jesus and that um, brown nosing, so to speak. Oh, uh, wait, I guess I shouldn't have used that. <laughs> not with Jesus. <laughs> my apologies, my apologies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He was, he was uh, smoothing. I'll use that word better. But anyway, it was a little bit over the top, and Jesus is reining him in. You don't have to be that fancy with me. Let's be real. So he tells him, follow the commandments. You know the commandments. And it's interesting because he didn't say the first, uh, the first part of the, commitment, the commandments. He said the last part of the commandments that are dealing with interacting with other people. Not the first part of the commandments that deal with de- interacting with God. That's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to look at there. Because as he's talking about those ways that you interact with people, he's showing what we do that's the easiest thing to do. It's easy to be nice to people. It's easy to be fake and nice to people. It's easy to follow the rules. It's easy to stay according to the commandments. It's easy to do that and feel that you're being good. But there's something inside of this young man who was a rich young man who wanted to experience the eternal life. But we'll see later, we'll see in a little bit how he contradicts himself and he's not ready. Because as Jesus is telling him, okay, do these commandments, he's uh, puffing himself up by saying, I've been doing that since I was a kid. Jesus, okay, go sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Go sell all of your possessions and give them away. And then come follow me. Now there's three things in there that he was not willing to do. But Jesus is not just talking to that young rich man. Jesus is talking to all of us still too. What was pertinent back then over 2,000 years ago is pertinent in our lives right now. Because when we talked last week about what you would do for that treasure inside, we're going to get real deep in it. Like for real. Are we willing to let go? Because the selling and giving away of possessions represents the releasing our attachments to those things that we hold dear and hold valuable in our life. Because the truth is, they are still not more valuable than the presence of God. The things that we love most, even about our relationships and our interactions, those deep experiences of vulnerability, those deep experiences of connection, is the Christ speaking to the Christ and the other person. Those moments where you feel really in tune, those moments when you feel really connected, is when you've let go, let go of your human experience and tuned into the speaking from the spirit inside. Like you ever meet somebody, even somebody you never met before, and had a deep connection with that person. It was like you met them for the, you, you already knew them. Like you always knew that person. And you connected with that person on a deeper level than there are words to express. It's like you, it's like you came, you, you already, you were born in the same family or something, but you knew that that person knew you and you knew them. Anybody ever had that experience before? Or if it's not with somebody who you first met, you ever have that experience with somebody who you love? Like you had that experience where you feel a deep connection, 
that's beyond the fact that they are your uh, relative or your spouse or even your child. Like you see past that and you feel a connection from your heart. Anybody have that experience before? That is what we're supposed to be seeking. That is what we're supposed to be demonstrating. Going past the human and tuning into the spirit. But how can you do it if you haven't done it with yourself first? How can I share the Christ in me if I don't know it? Like seriously. How do you know to uh, write down a certain amount of your wealth unless you've counted it? Oh, I'm just going to hand this, this, this treasure chest to the bank and let them figure it out. It is important for us to go inside and tune in and be a part of that spiritual experience that's already going on inside of you in the first place. When we pray, especially in unity with affirmative prayer, we affirm the connection and the oneness and the truth that is already there. We don't acknowledge the problem because the problem is false. The problem is temporary. We acknowledge the truth that's underlying that problem, waiting to manifest itself in the situation that's going on, waiting to be burst through so that you can burst the bubble of the illusion and live the truth that you are. Does that make sense to everybody? So let's get real. Let's get some real stuff going. God's been working with me deep with this. Yesterday, not yesterday, Thursday, I went to the grocery store. It was Howard's birthday. And uh, I went to the grocery store because I forgot to get the pie crust for the uh, sweet potato pie I was making him. And I, was, I got some ice cream, too, in case he wanted it. He doesn't really like cake that much. He loves sweet potato pie, so I was going to sing happy birthday. forgot to get candles. But he was good with just eating the pie, you know. But as I went to, it was good, too. I made him two of them, so he's on the second one now. Um, as I was going to pay for my, my stuff, someone said, don't worry about it, I got it, I'll take care of it for you. Have a beautiful day. I said, thank you, that was for my husband's birthday. She said, well, enjoy your husband's birthday. I didn't feel worthy of it. I started to argue with her. Wait a minute, I pay my own stuff, how about I pay yours with mine? Because I feel better giving than I do receiving. And I thought I had worked on that and stepped into the treasure of I'm blocking someone's blessings if I don't let them give to me. And I'm blocking my blessings, the God using that person to be a demonstration of God for me. I thought I had worked on it. But apparently I didn't. Because as I walked to the car, I was dumbfounded that someone would want to pay. I can feel it still. There's a part of me that still feels a little damaged from being a child. And it wasn't anything specific that was said to me. It's just absorbing things and making myself want to be so per perfect that people would want to love me and never leave me. Now, this person didn't know me and was paying it forward and paid for my stuff. And I had to make myself move to walk away and put my credit card back and notice in my heart there's still a wound there. Now, that's internally. Anyone having trouble letting go of family? I, 
I'm going to be real with y'all. And part of me is nervous about what the outcome will be, but I know God's here. My son never dated a black woman, a black young lady. He, uh, he started dating white women, and he married a white Jewish woman. And initially, I was really upset about it because I was so scared that something would happen to him in an interrelationship, you know, interracial relationship. And I had to really sit with God. Now, I'm better with this outside of me with my son than I am inside of me with me. I had to let him go and put him on God's altar, even though he's done some, like he bought a house and got married the same year, which was in COVID. He had quit his job, had stopped going for his master's degree, and was with this young lady who he was marrying, who he had... Um, she was going through her thing, and he's going through his thing. They were really going through a lot of anxiety during COVID. In my heart, in my mind, they didn't need to be getting married yet. Like, for real, for real. In my mind, I wasn't ready to, for him to go through that and put him out there and have the, have the risk of something happening to him they, being married to a white Jewish woman. In my mind, it took me a minute. And then they asked me to marry them, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't marry someone authentically if you got something on your, <laughs> about it. I had to go seriously inside to release that and release my son. And I promise you, that is not easy. Those of you who have children, you know it's not easy to see your children doing things that you think are not right for them or marrying someone that you think may not be right for them. But who am I to decide what's right for my son when God doesn't even force me? And I promise you, I had my share of marriages that weren't right for me. And my daddy, bless his soul. Bless his soul, bless his soul, bless his soul. He knew himself, because you know your children. You think. You think you know your children. When I married my kid's father, he, we stopped before we went down the aisle. He said, you know what, if you don't want to go through with this, it's okay. But I, they had already spent all the money, and I felt obligated, so I went ahead and got married. <laughs> he said, I don't care about the money. I'm hearing, I'm, going, I'm a burden, I'm a burden, I don't want to waste this money. So I got married. And then I remarried him after we, I divorced him, which was not the best thing. And then I married someone else who couldn't keep a job, and that wasn't the best thing. And I asked my dad, how did he stay out of it? Because it was, it, it, watching his daughter, that was not easy for him. But he said he put me on the altar, and he knew God had my back. So I heard that when he told me that, going through me, when I was going through mine with my kids, my daughter and my son, who may have picked people that I wouldn't have thought for them, but then I see their hearts and how in their minds and their hearts they're in love. And you think, how are you going to be in love at, at 22 or whatever? I was 22. I was in love. I thought I did. And the truth, let me tell you the truth. I'm glad that my father put me on God's altar. Because when I got my own aha, that was the biggest 
thing that gave me that treasure, that hidden treasure that I hold on to now. And that is what I share with my son and my daughter. My son's happy now. Well, he ended up renting an apartment now, and he's going to sell his house because the house is too big. And it's like, okay, you just bought a house. You just Now, in, your, in, in, the, in the mind as a mom, it's like, uh, but I did the same kind of thing. This young man was so caught up in the value of his possessions being the value of him that when Jesus told him to go sell those possessions, and when you sell those possessions, because Jesus knew what it would take for him to sell those possessions, that he put God before the possessions. And that is where you go into eternal life. The truth is eternal life already exists inside of us. We're just not always demonstrating it. Does that make sense to everybody? And when we let go of our attachment to our family, to our job, to our status quo, to, to all of those things that we hold important, quote unquote, and put God before all of that, that's when you're going beyond the selling and the giving of possessions. Does that make sense? Because it is not easy to do. It is the hardest thing to do is to let go of that connection, that attachment. The connection is never released. The connection is never let go. But to let go of the attachment and what it means and the expectation and the judgments and though if there's anger or resentment or anything like that that's out of alignment with God, the human wants to stay alive in it. Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body. Pain body. Anybody ever heard that? The pain body, the pain body. It's a new, it's, a, it's an energy that we create and we live in it and it thrives on you, but it's a parasite. And we create it with God. Because as you think, third unity principle, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. If you produce thoughts in your mind that are out of alignment with God, you will produce a life that will not feel good and will be out of alignment with God as well. And the more you feed it, the more it will grow, even to the point where it can cause an issue and take your life because it can get so real. It can get so real that it lives off you. It's time for us to go deeper. It's time for us to look at those areas in our life where we're stressing, upset, worried, concerned, out of anger, resentment, unforgiveness, all of those feelings, and you know what they are because you're feeling some kind of way inside. Let it go. When you do, the moment you let it go, the beautiful thing I love about this is as Jesus goes on, his, um, Peter says, um, we've given up everything for you. Now, if this rich man can't get into heaven and he has these riches, what are we going to do? We gave up and we have nothing. They were, again, comparing the kingdom of heaven to the riches that the man had. And they didn't have anything, so they're thinking you buy yourself into the kingdom of heaven. That, old man, that young man thought he was going to buy himself. Okay, what, how many ohms or what do I need to do? To, no, you can't buy it. It is already yours. You have to take ownership of it. And the only way to take ownership of it is to let go of what's blocking you in the human world from holding on to it and keeping it. Is that making sense? 
And I don't care what you're going through in your body or whatever, surgery, whatever, relationships, whatever, our children, whatever, job, whatever. I don't care what it is. Put God first. And the beautiful thing is, Jesus told them, I assure you that everybody, everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many. The beautiful thing about it, let me come down here because I got to feel you guys even deeper. In order for us to give the best of ourselves, we got to let go of the worst of ourselves. In order for us to give the best of ourselves, we got to let go of the connections that we have in this world. Because the beautiful thing is, when you seriously tune into the higher self, when you seriously make that treasure inside of you the most important thing in your life, you become the most powerful expression of God in your child's life, in your spouse's life, in your job, in your own life. Isn't it wonderful to be able to give that as a gift? That I accept you the way Jesus accepts you, the way God accepts you, and Jesus is an example leading us to God. People praise and worship Jesus. Jesus didn't want that. Jesus led us to God. Jesus wanted us to praise and worship God. That's why he told that young man, don't call me good. It's only good. God is only good. And what he meant is the God in me is that which is good. Does that make sense to everybody? Name off something that you feel you need to let go of, an attachment to. Anybody? Worry, fear. Money. Money. What did you say? Forgiveness. Unfor you got to let go of unforgiveness and step into forgiveness, right? Is there anger, resentment? What did you say? Belly fat. I was working on that yesterday. I was doing a pull-up and bringing my knees up. <laughs> I must get rid of it. I must get rid of it. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> the only way, even that, that's funny, but it's real. It's real. You can let go of it because God will guide you into how. I love you all so much. And I feel it in this church. And sometimes it's me too, because that Thursday I realized I was still holding on to things. And I asked God, because I, you know, the pearl merchant searched for the pearls. So you search for those parts of yourself. You search to be expressions and pearls and gems in people's lives. And you search for opportunities. I realized that I needed to open myself up to search for opportunities to let people bless me. And to search for those areas that I'm blocking myself from letting people be a blessing in my life. So I promise I'm doing this along with you. But you got to let it go. It is not good for us. It hurts us. It can kill us to hold on to things so deeply that it's hurting us inside. 
Let's close your eyes and take a deep breath, a deep cleansing breath. Put your hand over your heart. And affirm with me, I am willing and ready to release. Ready to release. Say it again. I am willing and ready to release. Thank you, God, for moving me into this releasing. Together. Thank you, God, for moving me into this releasing. Take a deep breath. And exhale deeply. Say it again. I'm going to say it again. And then I want you to refer, affirm it after me. Thank you, God, for guiding me in this releasing. Together. Thank you, God, for guiding me in this releasing. Take another deep breath. And one more third deep breath. And God, I thank you for the way you are blessing this spiritual community, for the way you are cleansing our hearts and helping us to release the attachment to those things that are bothering us, worrying us, concerning us, expectations, judgments, fears, belly fat, and anything else that we want to release, that we may be stronger expressions of you. Help us to be able to move past the selling and giving of possessions, that we may move into the space of following Jesus into a deeper relationship with you in the kingdom of heaven through the kingdom of God. Because as we tune into the kingdom of God, which is the divine presence of God within us, and experience that gem, that joy, that contentment, that peace, that love beyond all understanding, we become the expression of it more deeply, which is what we already are. We activate it and become an expression of that, God, and then we begin to experience you, experience you deeply, and as we experience you, we are experiencing the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the lower vibration of the kingdom of God. It's in us. It's us as divine ideas and divine expressions of you. That drop, just like the drop of the ocean, we are a drop of the spirit and spark of God. And thank you, God, for blessing each and every one of us, for blessing this community, for blessing every single issue even in this community and the hearts of those in this community. Let us let it go and let us move forward into a higher, more powerful expression of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you. I'm done. One, two, three, four. This time your heart said it's had enough. Sick and tired of everything that's so messed up. Don't want to move on just playing games. Praying hard 
somehow that your life will change When you feel like you don't know what to do Stuck inside this maze you can't go through But don't give up and help is surely on its way Just keep on moving through these storms And soon enough you'll find the door Just don't give up Oh, don't give up These walls around you are caving in And your life seems like that it's wearing thin Such a love that's so amazing But don't give up and help is surely on its way And don't give up, the dark is breaking in today And just keep on moving through these storms Soon enough you'll find the door, just don't give up video that went with that didn't you guys did it bring a tear to your eyes too can I tell you that the tenacity in that young little boy was the presence of God that gave him that strength and when the father came out to walk to to run with that the Olympic runner that God is holding you and right there with you don't give up on what you need to let go of I promise you you're right there and you will feel the joy of that treasure 
I promise you, you're right there. Let it go and let God take over. Amen? So take your, gently close your eyes, take a deep breath. Feel what you feel led to give today in the spirit of prosperity for the donation for today's service. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up and affirm our prayer for protection. And remember, there will be someone in Usher to take your love offerings here. You can also do your love offerings online. <clears throat> if you do one for the silent auction, I don't know if I mentioned it, but if you do a love offering for the silent auction online, there's not a drop-down for silent auction. So you got to go to the next page where you put in your debit and credit card information and click on that box that says uh, special instructions for the church. When you open that up, put in silent auction there. Amen? Okay, uh, let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection. I'm kind of full today. I'm really full. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Now let's sing our peace song. today's service. Thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you downstairs in our silent auction today. I don't know who I'm feeling, but whoever I'm feeling, I'm sending you love and light. It's going to be okay. Have a beautiful day. If you can't make it downstairs, please come say hi to me at least before you leave. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.